Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. Today we have Dr. Jessica Jones, who hails from Richmond, Virginia. Currently, she is a human systems research scientist for the United States Navy. Dr. Jones received her Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science and a minor in Leadership Studies from Hampton University. She has a Master's of Science in Computer Science with a concentration in Interactive Computing from Clemson University and a PhD in human-centered computing from the University of Florida. Currently in her role at the U.S. Navy, her research is none of your business. So we'll talk a little bit about it, but that's all you get to know for right now. Um, Some other claims to fame are that Dr. Jones is the creator of Code It Day, which is a program that introduces middle school students to computer science through robotics, while also providing them with examples of diversity in computing through its program staff. And she is the technology chair for her chapter of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated in her area. Notably, Dr. Jones has had several internships. Um, I guess she was always away, like every summer, because there's a lot of places here, including being a part of the People in Robots Lab at Carnegie Mellon, a member of the first bold practicum program at Google and a part of the NASA Lark internship program at Langley. She is also connected to a recent guest we have. So if you were listening to that long bio of places where she's been, um, Hampton and Clemson are something that she shares with Marie Jarrell, who we talked to um, on the podcast episode that you'll be able to listen to. You know, after this, if you haven't already. So let's thank Dr. Jones for joining us today and taking time out of her schedule to be a part of this. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Hey, y'all. Hey, Jessica. How yeah. You doing? So did you know uh, our season five other guest, Marie, who has the same similar schools as you, Hampton to Clemson? Yes, I did. And I do. That was uh, an interesting story. Is I was at Clemson when uh, Marie and a few other students were still at, at Hampton and they were um, t- coming to visit Clemson. And so I was, of course, I was the kind of a liaison. And so I had to get I think it was about six people from the airport to my apartment in central South Carolina. So Who at the time, to do this? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, okay. So everybody else was gone. Nobody else could help me drive. I had a Chevy Cobalt at the time. Okay. And so I had to fit all of them and their luggage in my Chevy Cobalt. And we were, we were going to try to make it all happen in one go round. And so we, we struggled to fit. We lapped up. I think we still <laughs> ended up having to lap up. Like somebody was laying across people's lap on the back seat and then I still had to go back and get more people so it was we we had a time that night <laughs> had we time. had a time 
I am so concerned. And then we went to but go they... get uh, ribs and chicken from that. Fa- I can't remember <laughs> the name of that one place uh, in Clemson. It oh was amazing. Gosh. But it was, I was like, y'all, we cannot get pulled over. No. <laughs> somebody was laying no. on somebody's lap in the back of and my And they would bar. never believe this is a graduate school visit. Right. <laughs> like this y'all is, this laid is across your... laps with luggage. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, that was a funny story about that. Well, they still ended up coming. Yeah, I guess it wasn't all bad. I mean, maybe it was the ribs that, that hit, but being seven deep in my cobalt was not it. Was well, not I it. I would have been like, this is gotta take I, me I back. Can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Uber was like as prevalent back then as no. it is now. I don't think it existed. So it's not even like you can Mm-mm. choose to have your own ride. It's like, well, you're going to deal with this. I pay for a cab on a college student's stipend money yeah. or slide over, get them hips. Why were these the only two yeah. options? <laughs> Everybody else was gone. I don't know why I was the only person in Clemson with a car that day that could get them <laughs> students to that hotel. It and was, it was not close. Like the airport no. was like a good 30, 40 minutes. I feel yes. like from the university, it was yes. not close. No, no. So yes, mm. we, we do have that connection and I do. I'm glad uh, Marie decided after that to still come to Clemson. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That is hilarious. Marie so before nothing you think about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not. I know. Where was one? He could have at least got another car or something. Somebody. Right. Rent me a rent me a truck or something. Yeah. A van. Passenger vans. Right. Like we on a church tree youth, youth trip or something. <laughs> Back all in the Okay. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> So before you became this top secret research scientist for the Navy, uh, we're interested in like early Richmond, like how was growing up for you? Like, did you always know you wanted to be in the sciences or you always, you know, did you know or think that this could possibly be a path? Absolutely not. Um, I was always (laughs) into uh, the sciences and STEM, um, but I was going to be... an astronomer Mm. or an archaeologist and an astronaut so oh all of them okay yeah so i I was i I, yeah i was very much into um to into space i still really am um and kind of the science and and things that we don't know about the past or the future and stuff so um i was a kid who would ask for a telescope for uh, Christmas and I got it one year. I asked for a microscope scope kit so I can like make slides, go outside and put stuff on the slides. And, oh my gosh. Um, look at stuff. <laughs> I don't know what what I did with it. Um, there was this program called the Middle Passage where we would go to um, a local community college and uh, we could learn about um, like soldering and circuits and mm-hmm. engineering and stuff. Um, and I didn't want to do that at all. Um, <laughs> And I was not, I was good at math and science, but those were not my favorites at all. History and English were my favorite subjects. Um, so I was going to be in STEM, but not in computing. Um, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't even on my radar until high school, until eighth grade, actually. Wow. Yeah. So in eighth grade, I was in the gifted program and you know how they have those aptitude tests. And so I took it and I was like, it's going to say I should be an astronomer or um, an archaeologist. But it said I should be an, uh, a zoologist. That was another one because I'm interested in like weird animals. Um, 
What are weird oh. animals? So like there's right. an animal that has both stripe that has stripes and fur like a zebra. So it's like look like a zebra on the back and a horse on the front. But it's like <laughs> um, I can't think it's like okay API or something. And then like the platypus is like, you know what I'm saying? Why does it why is that even a thing? Why why is it even here? So I'm in, I'm interested in stuff like that. So it said I should be a zoologist or a computer scientist. I don't know what I answered that made it give those two things. And so when I was picking um, my classes for high school, um, they didn't have zoology at my high school. I went to Monaghan High School, but they did have computer science. So I picked the class and that's how I was introduced to uh, computer science. I walked in the class that day and with my friend, because um, she also decided to take the class and we walked in together and it was a bunch of boys. And I was like, oh, no. Nah. I'm not. Here we go. But then I kind of looked around the corner and standing at the board was Miss Robbie Crisp. I was like, oh, okay. And then we sat down and we started doing like the logic sheets and stuff. And I was like, I'm good at this. And so um, I took computer science all four years um, of high school. I took AP computer science, did not pass the AP test. Um, But that's what led me into. computer science but up until that point that that day in eighth grade i was going to be an archaeologist and an astronaut okay interesting okay i mean i've seen a no copy they have them at animal kingdom so in fact if you do the safari you'll see some out there because i was just there like a little bit ago okay i remember like being in third grade and i was seeing a picture and i was like why is this even a thing? Like, why? <laughs> Nobody knows why it's a I thing. I don't understand kind this. Of genetic mutation or something. <laughs> but I was like, but I want to know. Kyla just Great. copied and pasted one into our notes for her, her personal <laughs> reference. <laughs> just in case, you know, you never know when you might need a picture of a no copy. Like, you never know. My eight-year-old self was just amazed. And then, um, yeah, so I, I, that's what I wanted to be, not no computer scientist. Makes sense. I that it. definitely makes sense. But I can I feel see like, like archaeology and like the space situation connecting really well. Like if I'm an astronaut, like I could dig up some stuff and maybe there's an ancient civilization I believe on a that's planet true. somewhere. I believe that's true. We're not going to talk about it, but okay, okay, I believe that's true. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just surprised that there were two completely different fields that it said you would be good at. Like, it's not like it said computing and mathematics, you know, things that are kind of related. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like being outside. I don't like bugs. <laughs> Me either. So being an archaeologist not an would not be great. And so mm. I think I like some things that I like being in the office and I'm analytical. Um, and I think those, the analytical piece and the solving problem pieces and, um, Figuring out things, I think that's where the over overlap is. Um, but I have no idea. But if if a Monacan High School had had a zoology program, I would be a totally different person today because I would not have taken computer science. Hmm. So sad. then you took CS all four years, mm-hmm. and you said, "Okay, I'm good at this. I want to do this for college." Mm-hmm. So then you landed at Hampton, which wasn't too far right. from Richmond. But yeah, what was that process like choosing where you wanted to go to college? So in that, um, there was also another program. My mom had me in all the programs. Um, and so there was another program at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, where um, it was an engineering program because by that time I, 
I did well in math and science, even though they weren't my favorite. So they put me in all these programs. And one, uh, they took a college tour. And uh, one of the places we went was Hampton University. Now, there's a rumor that there's a weather machine at Hampton University. <laughs> so when people, students come for tours, the sun has never been brighter. The skies are never bluer. <laughs> the water never never sparkles more than when students are there on a tour. The grass is never green. So I got off the bus and I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, this was maybe in seventh grade. The students were so welcoming. The campus was beautiful. And um, I was like, I don't care what I'm majoring in. This is where I'm going. So I only um, applied to one school, Hampton University, and I applied early decision. Oh, wow. So by like October 15th of my senior year, I knew where I was going. So whether I majored in computer science or not, I was going to Hampton. And so it just so happened that they had a computer science program. So the two were not related at all. I was going to Hampton. <laughs> wow. You would have figured it out. I'd, I'd have figured it out. It wouldn't have been archaeology. But I'd have made it in biology and something else to be a zoologist. So, <laughs> okay. But yeah, the, the two were not related, but uh, we had a great, um, Dr. G. Muhammad was the, uh, is still the computer science chair there. Um, I reached out to her after I got accepted. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about um, majoring in computer science. This is what I've done. Um, should I major in math or should I take this leadership program? She was like, hey, do leadership. Um, don't you you get enough math. Um, and I'm glad she told me that because linear algebra got me right with God. <laughs> uh, so I never I never prayed as much as I prayed that semester. Um, and so, yeah, that that's the two weren't related, but I'm glad that they came together in a way um, because I think Hampton, I know Hampton very much prepared me for, um, you know, graduate school at both Clemson and for the hardest class I've ever taken in my life was CSC 252 Data Structures 2 taught by Mr. Robert Willis. His curve was a straight line. <laughs> and he drew it on the board. Like all y'all. Just... <laughs> and if we all failed, then we all failed. And we did. Man. We passed wow. the class, but that first test, the first program, and I got like a 12, I was like, oh, Ooh. Maybe, maybe this is not. Humbling. Hum I took computer science all four years <laughs> of high school. And I got a 12, Mr. Willis. Right. Right. So you just said, I just need and to I, just stop and turn around. And I got a 12 because he, he was having a good day. Oof. So, um, but yeah, Hampton, I think very much prepared me for, um, you know, everything I've done since then. Um, we didn't play no games. It was, it was very, um, and I learned one of the things you, you hear about HBCUs are, are they really going to prepare you um, education-wise for the next steps? And I, I learned that I was very much prepared. Um, I had a professor at Clemson, actually, during my master's, um, very surprised at how well I was doing in his class. And he asked me, where did I go for undergrad? And I said, Hampton University. He was like, I never heard of that. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's an HBCU. And, and you could see him not try to keep his face uh, pretty straight, but mm. you know, I, I'm very glad that I made that decision. Oh, wow, man! Well, I, we know you're a very proud alum. I of am Hampton, and I think it's it's clear that you were very much involved outside of just your classes. So, mm -hmm. could you talk about like some of the things that you did while you were there that 
kind of helped support what you were doing? Yeah. So um, our department chair, her goal is that we all get out and do um, internships starting freshman year. So freshman year, I was interviewing with Goldman Sachs and um, a bunch of other companies. And I was like, I'm not going to know Goldman Sachs. That's in New York. So another funny story. My parents got a call without me knowing to come to Hampton um, oh. to talk to the department chair. Because I said, I'm not going to know nowhere. Um, <laughs> what? Because, you know, we were talking about internships. And I, at this point, I had never been on a plane. I had um, oh, wow. been to like Florida and Georgia, but that's pretty much it. I hadn't been anywhere outside of Virginia. And I was like, I'm not going to know. I've been to New York before, but I was like, I'm not going to New York City. Um, and go, at that point, <laughs> Goldman was kind of recruiting me hard. Um, and so, you <laughs> New York City. I'm not. I'm not going taking fair new. So my parents got a call. Um, to the department chair's office. And recently I asked my mom, what did you think that call was about? She said, I don't know. I said, you thought I got, got pregnant or something? She was like, I didn't know. And the department said, chair said, Jessica's going to be applying for internships. She might go to New York. She might go to California. She might go to Kalamazoo, but she's not going to Richmond. Mm. And my mom said, yes, ma'am. I mean, I've never seen that much involvement with parents on the collegiate setting. Like, we had something like that with Meyerhoff, but, like, the fact they were like, look, you're not about to hold her back. She is going to go out and explore. And they were like, okay. Yeah. yeah and I, I hadn't even told my parents about any of this. <laughs> wow. And so now my mom is like, why you got this lady thinking? I'm telling you, you can't go nowhere. You going wherever she send you. <laughs> and so now the two of them are in cahoots. Um, not cahoots cahoots yeah. yeah and so um i also told dr mom hampton was expensive um so i told her that you know after first semester i said hey if i don't get some help i can't stay um and so she got me um i was a tutor for the department because i really didn't need intro cs 101 i had taken ap computer science so i was a tutor um i did research for with some of the biology professors um, that, that's what got me into research, that conversation and her saying, okay, well, we can get you on some programs to do research for some of the professors. Um, and so that I was on the robotics team undefeated. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I mean, you just gotta throw that in there. You gotta throw that in there. They changed the rules so that four seniors couldn't be on the team together our senior wow. year. Cause we had one every year up to then, um, that's as part stuff. of the artsy robotics program, which was a great program. Um, it yeah. got students to not only network outside of their um, school, but it got us to do something outside of our classwork and to kind of introduce us to um, robotics, um, which is something I really loved. Um, and so, yeah, I was I was very much um, involved um, in the department outside of my my classes. So did you ever think about combining like computer science with zoology or was that just like two different worlds? So yeah. by then I was kind of over it. I was into computer science. I was like, I don't really need to know about no old copies no more. Um, <laughs> they out. But I was still very much interested in space and still wanting to be an astronaut. Um, but mm -hmm. I think I was kind of at that point focused on um, computer science and I didn't know what I would do. Um, after graduation, really. But I, I assumed I would go work for one of the big banks. Hmm. 
Because because of your experience with Goldman or just yeah, I mean yeah, now I mean after my freshman year, they were like, hey, come on. But I ended up going to the people in robotics program at Carnegie Mellon, which I loved. Um, and then the next summer, I was supposed to go back to Goldman, and then Google called. And then the next summer, I was supposed to go. Um, I was going to interview and try to go again, but then NASA Langley called, and I'm not going to tell NASA no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it was a scholarship program that came with an internship, so I wasn't going to turn that down. So I, I just, at that point, I didn't know where. I thought I was just going to end up back at Goldman because they had pursued me, um, but I really wasn't sure what what would happen after graduation. Hmm. Okay, and somehow, then somehow, after somehow yeah. oh, go ahead. <laughs> right, we're somehow. like, oh, magically. <laughs> magically, you end up at Clemson. So I was ACM president at uh, Association for Computing Machinery mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Hampton um, my senior year. And we had a professor come and talk about grad school. So because I was ACM president, I was kind of talking to him and, uh, you know, I kind of showing him around. And once again, Dr. Muhammad said, go tell that man you want to go to graduate school. You're not go tell the man. I said, I don't know. Go tell know. the man. Go, go tell that <laughs> man. You need to go see wanna... a man about a school. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I knew about uh, PhDs and I knew about graduate school. But like, I, I, I thought I was done with school. But I mean, I went and told him I wanted to go to graduate school. He was like, okay, well, you can come down to Clemson and you can see the lab. Oh, so this was Juan again. Yes, that professor <laughs> was Juan Gilbert. <laughs> um, and so within the next couple of weeks, I was maybe a month at the most, I was in Clemson uh, getting a tour of the lab. That's where I was introduced to that great, uh, those ribs and wings um, <laughs> that I that I got started. That's how they got me. Uh, and I was introduced to a lot of the folks there. Um I applied, not thinking I was going to get in, not intended to go, not intending to go. That's okay. a key. Yeah, that's really um, but I got in and I told my grandmother, hey, I got into graduate school to get my PhD. And, then, and so she said, your grandfather would be so proud, Dr. Jones. Aww. My granddaddy was dead. So how you gonna how you gonna put? She pulled the card. She like, put ugh. dead granddaddy on it, and so, so I was you like, "You gotta do it now." I gotta do it. I had no no intention. Um, but again, with push with the push from uh, Doctor Muhammad and kind of the guilt trip from my family, it was a <laughs> the, the best decision that I could have ever made. I'm again, if I had without that push, my my whole trajectory would have been. Um, Different because I was not going to tell that man I wanted to go to graduate school. I, <laughs> I was not. Hmm. You were just going to be there for the little talk, show him around, and say, "All and right, my goodbye." Yep. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you were in uh, Dr. Muhammad's office a lot. I was. I was. She was a very. Um, we had a very small um, department at. Hampton. Um, in our class, there were only six, kind of six people that started out out as freshmen with me, and, and four of us graduated. Wow! So it was a very small um, class, and we got to know each other a lot. And because the four of us were on that robotics team with Dr. Muhammad, um, it was a very, very close knit um, group. And she took ownership of our not just our educational trajectory, our our futures. Um, for a long time now, even though it's a small department, I think it's still a great thing to say that I think her placement rate is like over 98% for mm-hmm. 
for graduating yeah. seniors. So she should have her on. She she is a she's little, but she is a powerhouse. <laughs> um, and she's like, we're we're not just going to settle. She wants everybody from the A student to the C student to to be able to get out there and go somewhere. And she, she is fantastic. I would say she is fantastic. Aww. But yeah, she she is she and like and you weren't gonna say no. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a request that I go right. tell that and man I wanted she... to go to grad school. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're at Clemson in mm-hmm. South Carolina. You checked off checked off a new state mm-hmm. that you've been in slash lived in. Mm-hmm. What was that like working in that lab? Oh man, it was it was Hampton Part Two. So Hampton is an HBCU. <laughs> the the B uh, for Black. Uh, so when I got <laughs> it to the the HCC lab as it was called at the time, and I walked in, and when it was full of Black people. And I was like, oh, and it was mostly women, which was the same as uh, the department at uh, Hampton. And so it was it was an easy transition for me. Um, And so I came in uh, with a student from uh, North Carolina A&T. And he so he and I, I think we had met before at Artsy or something. Um, And so I but just to see the group of people in there, it was a it was a pretty easy transition. transition for me at that point I wanted to combine to do something with robotics and education Mm. um so I was kind of figuring out how I could make that happen um but it was a very easy transition and I really really liked uh Clemson Richmond when I grew up was a small town it's becoming more metropolitan and fancy now um but it had that same it kind of small town feel and I, I really liked the the town um and so just being in a lab kind of was a good extension for me a good transition you are one okay. of very few people who have said that they like clemson south carolina <laughs> and i can yeah. say that because i feel like at this point there's around 20 individuals that i know <laughs> so, who came through clemson that's a good point so I think that's really an interesting thought. Where do you where are you now? Now I'm in Richmond now. South of Richmond. So you went back. Yeah. To similar yeah. vibes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For temporarily, yeah. But I, I'm not I'm not a big city kind of person. I'm I'm more of a small town, slower feel. So Clemson was my vibe. Mm. Um I didn't need much. Um I, it it was a very good um, pace for me. Flor- Florida was it was a little it was a little much for me. Um, even though it was still really? a college town, it wasn't it's a small town. No, no, it is. Um, it it was a lot for me. I adjusted, but really? I, I really like that small kind of quiet That's southern so funny to me. southern feel. And and Gainesville doesn't have didn't have that. I so would say I Gainesville wow. shifted. It was it was like transitioning while y'all were here mm. and becoming a larger city than like I used to refer to it as a town. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now and like it, I feel like maybe I guess it can be a city because there's different sides of Gainesville and yeah. <laughs> suburbs in Gaines of Gainesville. So I feel like it's there now. But yeah, I have a mo- I'm from Orlando. This yeah, is that's not a too city much to me. Yeah, I, I like I like a little the small town feel, 
couple couple traffic lights. I don't, I don't need a lot going on. Hustle and bustle. <laughs> Um, a I couple just but you want Mayberry like she's I, all, yeah, like the I, westerns. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like I, I would. I am in the process of fingers crossed buying a home, and when oh, I was yay. looking, um, I'm like, I don't want to be in the thick of nothing but some trees. <laughs> Not the thick of nothing. Like, give me like some it. space. Give me some wilderness. Give me some, you know, the, the, the girl who doesn't yeah. like insects. But okay, yeah, right. but see, they don't be inside. Okay, yeah, they be outside. I'm thinking yeah. like, you know, you ever like fly when you're on the plane and you're like, you know, close enough to the ground where you can see like houses and stuff and you see like random houses in the middle of all of this forest. And I'd be oh, like, yeah. who in the world wants to live there? Now I know who. Now I know who. That's Jessica. me. <laughs> but, uh, but circling back to your time at Clemson, inquiring minds would like to know exactly when did you start hating Tiffany? Oh my God. See, <laughs> this is why I wanted if you, to come And if you here. don't... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and if you don't know, uh, if you haven't listened to Dr. Tiffany Smith's episode, she says, and I'll let you uh, give the, the spiel of what she said. So she claimed that, you know, when she came into the lab, we were rude to her. We didn't talk to her. We, you know, first of all, <laughs> Tiff and I are from the same place. We probably cousins. We just Uh-oh. don't know it yet. <laughs> um, but so when she came into, so I was the last new person to come into the lab. Um, so, you know, new person, new person, we could have been cool. But Tiff just <laughs> came in there with, you know, I'm not talking to nobody. I'm just going to sit here. And I was like, oh, well, she, well, let me stay to myself. <laughs> I'm just well, going to sit over funny I, enough. I was, And then I was trying to glean from uh, Dr. Quasha, uh Martin Hammond at the time. And Tiff, she was just doing her own thing. So that that's the response to that. Well, funny story. We have Tiffany here. And she can help clear up the air about, you know, what really happened when she joined the lab. So, Tiffany. This is what happened. Like Jessica said, I was like the first newest. I was the newest lab member. It's been, I think it was three years since anybody had joined the lab. And so, or two years, whatever. But when I came in, Amber Solomon, shout out to Amber. She was the only person who spoke to me. That's it. I had to make friends with Clemson Nesby because... I mean, no, Clemson BGSA because my own lab mates refuse to be my friend. See, see, mm. this is storytelling. I won't say you're you're telling a lie. You're telling, telling the fibs. You're fibbing and you're telling the story. So Tiff just walks into the baby Tiff just walks into yep. the lab and she just sits there. Don't say nothing to nobody. Just sit on. Did y'all say anything to me? I, that's besides the point. Exactly. That's the point. No <laughs> one gave no. a welcome a welcome or yeah, anything. We did Nothing. welcome you. We we bought you ribs and wings. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get these ribs. I heard you talking about it. I didn't get no ribs and wings. He get no ribs and wings. Well, nope. The welcoming okay, committee see. just fell off when okay, I joined. See now. See that may maybe maybe you got a point there because you didn't get no ribs and wings. So <laughs> <laughs> what you, what did you do? I came in and sat down because I didn't know anybody. Like I said, Amber, the only one that spoke. And I thought PJ was going to speak too because he was from A&T, but PJ was nothing. the person who Amber came in Solomon. as far as my, my cohort from A&T. I don't know, but you just yep. came in act like Amber you didn't talk to nobody. But then when we got Amber to Florida, held it down. We, we were friends. The only This is when y'all became my friend at Clemson. Dunbar, 
Jerome Dunbar had a party. Him and PJ started being my friends like a month before we left. And then Naja Mack, Dr. Mack, shout out to her, Morgan shout State. Naja. She, we end up living down the street from each other. And so then we became friends. Hmm. Not till we got to Florida. I don't, mean, I don't remember being invited to that party. So we're going to have to talk about this. All, so we re, stuff is coming yeah. out. And so now we're going to have to talk about this <laughs> offline because I. <laughs> you probably would have blamed it on the non-existent banks. Even if you did get an invite, you weren't going to show up because of banks. So <laughs> wasn't bored. Quick, quick story. Uh, so whenever anybody would ask me to do anything, I would say, I got to go let my dog out. I didn't have a dog until, until two weeks before we left Clemson. Wow. So, so you had I, this imaginary blamed, dog that was an excuse wait a all minute. the time. Wait, wait. So she was using an imaginary dog? Like there wasn't a dog. And then when she got and then when she got a dog, Banks really was her excuse. And even though Banks was lazy, Banks didn't need her at all. Not as much as she acted <laughs> like she wild. did. Yeah, it was it I would say I, I did not have a dog at all in Clemson. <laughs> they but brought you, all of Clemson thought you had it. You had yes. one. Yes. So what made you make lie good on, on the dog thing. lie? Like, cause you just could have kept going with it. Like there's no need to bring an actual okay, dog no, into no, this lie. No, I think we know all we need to know at this point because she, <laughs> she literally just blamed Tiffany and said that she lied. Well, mm. told a fib and now, me, told a story. And now we're hearing there was an entire imaginary pet. Somebody is going to watch this and say, I, she told me that she had to go walk that dog. <laughs> Back in August of 2013. Allegedly, allegedly. No, I had no dog. Oh my God. I had no dog. Oh my we gosh. see who was storytelling. Well, now yeah. it's we see everything came out. I, I feel like I, I learned a lot today. Okay. But we need an upswing for this story. So eventually y'all became friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did. Mm-hmm. And we should have been friends, like she said, both from Richmond. We probably are cousins. Yeah. (laughs) HBCU love. It was a lot of reasons we should have been friends, but we weren't. We were not. It was that dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor Banks. Yeah. Thank you. Air Um, has been cleared. Yeah. For now. I appreciate it. Are we ending on good terms? Y'all are still friends today, right? So we're good. We are. We I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see you when I come home for Thanksgiving. Aww. We come. We gonna link up. That's yeah. That's so sweet. I'm. I'm cooking this year, so you gotta come get a plate. Well, I cooked last year too. I will. Gotta come get a plate. So my grandma can I'll tell you there. how how her grandma and your grandma is cousins, and then yeah. it'll be on now. Albastine. <laughs> so down and Alvestine Celestine. They were sisters. Sisters. Roy Della Albastine, my grandmother. And Roy Della Avastine, Grandma. See, they were sisters. So that makes me and you want to. Seventeenth <laughs> <laughs> cousins, three times removed. Mm-hmm. There we go. Y'all should do like that. Y'all ever done the ancestry DNA test or something and see if you pop up on each other's trees? I haven't. I'm My sure we can. Has we can. So. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, it, it, it's hard to grow up in 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 R- Richmond. Ain't th- it's bigger now, but it ain't that big. It ain't that yeah. big for us to be. It's more than three degrees. Of, well, no, we already found one degree of separation. Uh, my cousin. Didn't you go to prom? So we ain't gotta say the name. Didn't you go to prom or something with somebody? With your cousin? 
Because my uncle died and you was like, he said R.I.P. uncle. He was like, oh, is that the same uncle? Because you knew him? I'll text you. The one who will pass him? <laughs> yeah. His brother. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, yep, yep, yep. So we already have the degrees. We already we got here. it. It's right there. Yeah. We're the intersection. Now, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to kick Tiff off before yeah. this derails. This is hilarious. But Tiff, Sorry. We're so happy you joined us. I know Thanks you're for having enjoying me. your weekend. Bye. I am. See y'all Go later. Hampton beat the Aggies. So I'm glad that we were able to set the record straight here. <laughs> but. <laughs> Let's get back to you in, in uh, Clemson and the work that you were doing. So you, you were talking about how you wanted to kind of marry the robotics side of what you were doing with computer science education. And that sounds a lot to me like COVID day. So how did yeah. that come about? So we were trying to figure out an event to do um, for Day of Code. Um, it's a day every year where um, you're supposed to focus on introducing people to computer science and things like that. But um, we were also leading um, the, the I don't think it was called ACM, but whatever the graduate student computer science organization was at Clemson at the time, we were trying to do something with that. And so I thought about why not host like a weekend camp for kids to to introduce them to computer science. My mom um, did that a lot when I was a kid hosting camps for kids to do stuff. Um, and so we just came up with the idea. It, we got funding from the, uh, graduate student government, um, and from the department and from Dr. Gilbert. Um, and we came up with the curriculum. We learned about makey makey and we do and Lego Mindstorms. And we kind of put, put together, uh, what we thought would be fun for middle school students. We sent out applications to, um, all the schools. Um, and it eventually got to some homeschool communities, which we didn't, think about there was an application um, and the students had to let us know what they wanted to learn. Um, We didn't require grades or anything um, because Mm -hmm. we didn't want, sometimes a lot of these programs are only uh, steered to the top students, Mm -hmm. but we wanted to get everybody. Um, And our goal was Mm -hmm. to not only introduce them to computer science, um, but to show them, you know, who a computer scientist is or what they look like. So, um, like we, I talked about earlier, the, the HCC lab at the time was very black, um, but it wasn't just HCC lab members. We got uh, people from other labs at Clemson. So we had a lot of women, a lot of, um, you know, black and brown students to come and be teachers and instructors and facilitators um, because we started at like eight and we went to five. Mm. So we gave them breakfast, lunch and a snack. So they saw all different kinds of people. Um, who were computer scientists throughout the day. Um, And it was a really good program. It grew from one day with about 25 kids to um, when we were leaving Clemson, two days with about 40 kids each. So it was a really, really good program. That's amazing. And we definitely want to like continue it as well because um, we're putting together this plan now like for broadening participation in computing and National Science Foundation basically said anyone who gets a grant from them, that's like a medium to large. Like basically if we're giving you a whole lot of money, you need to put forth a plan in your department to broaden Mm. participation. So I wrote the plan for our department and I was like, Coded Day is in there. So whoever gets a grant needs to kick some money to Coded Day so we can keep it going because- 
um, you know, I've been talking to our chair about, you know, whatever happened to Coded Day, you know, it was so awesome. And he's like, money. So I'm like, oh, is that the problem? So it should, we shouldn't have to like let people suffer and not be exposed to computing just because of money. So yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm hoping to see some of these grants roll in and we can revive it. Maybe we have you come back or something. That would be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Um, Cause like I said, yeah. we started off with Lego Mindstorms and Lego We Do and Makey mm-hmm. Makey. And by the time we left, we had kids programming noun robots how to do the Macarena. Um, so oh, it yeah. really. I was watching the videos. I was like, this is, we need this. <laughs> yeah. it they And they loved it. They also had not heard of what the Macarena is. They, yeah. it was oh, a yeah. foreign Generation concept gap. to them. So we're telling them, hey, make it do the Macarena. And they're like, excuse me? Big part. Right, so now I got to learn how to code and learn what a Macarena is. Yeah, but it was so cool to see kind of the lights turn on um, when they because we we not only teach them about, you know, these are the robots. You're going to make it do cool stuff. We teach them, uh, you know, what a loop is, what an if statement is, you know, so conditionals and branching. Um, and so it was really cool to see how putting together some Legos and then when their robot moves, the the excitement and the sense of accomplishment and then to see them struggle and be like, we're not going to be able to do this. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see it finally, uh, to see it finally work, the sense of accomplishment and teamwork. Um, we also got, we had them pair programming. So it was really about not just one person do it and the rest of us watch. Everybody got to have hands on um, with the material. So it was a very good program, I think. Did and I'm glad that it's coming back. Research? Did you ever do any research on it? Like collect any data? Yes, publish? we published maybe two papers about it um, okay. in, I don't remember, but I know we presented, <laughs> uh, we presented twice. I can't remember if it was the same paper or, or two different papers about it. Um, but I think there's a lot more there. Um, that you can, we, we would have loved to have tracked those students to see mm. um, if their thoughts about computer science changed. Um, we did kind of anecdotal, um, we, we did video t- clipping. So of, of the first one, um, I think at Clemson, we got a really cool video of kids talking about what they learned. Um, but I think there's a lot there that you could look at. Um, and, and even going into investigating how you pair students together. Because what we did is mm-hmm. uh, we tried to pair uh, eighth and sixth graders together and then have seventh graders together. And then one year we brought in fifth graders. And what mm-hmm. we learned is the gap between sixth and fifth grade is too is too wide for us to have wow. fifth graders in a group with sixth graders um sixth and seventh is okay and even sixth and eighth is okay but the gap between fifth grade and sixth grade is too big for us to expect um the same kind of teamwork and progress um so there's a lot there from a research standpoint yeah i guess fifth is still elementary school technically Mm -hmm. so yeah and we did it in the spring Um, i think if we would have done it at the end of fifth grade year like in the summer so they would have been Mm -hmm. transitioning into sixth grade it might have been a difference but in like February of their fifth grade year, I think that's too, too much. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I, I got to participate in a code at day once it moved to UF and it was so much fun. Like I, I have like a weird perspective of the lab as being like a graduate student in a completely different department and like watching 
Clemson and what I refer to as the Great Migration, if you've heard me talk about oh it, <laughs> when they moved to Florida. Um, I just feel like it's the image of us with like all of our earthly belongings on our backs, r- just like saddling through, sticking a nap in the, <laughs> like in the a handkerchief rope, over your shoulder, and we should Great Migration. Um, but I, I like I remember the one of the first things that people brought up about y'all was lab days and they kept saying like oh y'all gotta watch oh this. yeah they're famous they're on the internet blah 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 and i was like this is annoying <laughs> <laughs> you're like who are these people are, and like, make them sit down this is too much <laughs> lab days was great much. though um and i don't know i think we got response from a kid in somewhere across the country saying they watched it and now they want to do grad school um Aww. because they they could see us interacting with each other. And then there's a funny well, clip. Tell, of- them, tell the guests what Lab Days is, because I don't oh, think we've okay. ever mentioned Lab Days no. on the show. So Lab Days was a reality show based in the HCC lab at Clemson University. And so we had a, a student film crew uh, following us, recording our meetings, uh, recording, you know, when we're walking around campus, sometimes we went to college game day. Um, it was just, we went on conferences and a bunch of, and they just followed us. Um, and it was a really good look at how we work together, the stuff that we did in the lab. Um, there's a cool clip of France saying, don't come to graduate school. It's too hard. Uh, one oh, day we, yeah, I forgot about that. This class is so hard. Um, one day we were we got stuck in the lab in the middle of a hurricane warning. And so the cameras just kept rolling and we were just in the lab. Um, but it was a kind of to give you a, a day in the life of a graduate student to show kind of you think you hear about graduate school and people doing research and writing papers, but what is that? Even, what are you writing about? What does that even mean? Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of gave people a perspective and us being a majority minority lab, um, majority women, majority um, black uh, African-American students. So it, it kind of was a, a window into what our lab was like. Um and it only lasted maybe like six episodes or something, but I think yeah. I think Lab Days need- iconic. It was it's iconic. still uh, the website is still up. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked it up, and it's like check out Coded Day Our, on the Twitter. The last tweet is check out Coded Day. Our oh, lab nice. working with little feature engineers Listen. of the world. All I can so hear we'll is link lab to day. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lab so. Day. Shout out to uh, Did it Takeda Takeda. Sing it? Yes. yes, singing the <laughs> We used to early mornings and late nights Working on research Lab projects yes. yeah. <laughs> Changing the world Whatever it takes Yeah, that was a jam Vibes Vibes. So hearing oh, that Coming with all of that, I guess that hype I, I guess that could could have been annoying <laughs> Or just like eye rolling yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, it wasn't anything against y'all. It was just like, this is a lot. Like, yeah. The, when I try to describe to people how it felt as like watching a celebrity <laughs> and like bringing their entourage <laughs> into a space, right? But like, for me, it was like, this is my space. And uh-huh. now I've got like a celebrity here and it's all about them. Everything that they want, anything that they ask for. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want no parts of this. I'm going to be in my lab <laughs> doing my work, living my life over here. <laughs> but there then is I was one like, episode. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, then I met y'all and I was like, 
Oh, they're really nice. <laughs> they're normal people. Okay, I we're normal this. people despite all of the the hype that oh, we Kyla, came I didn't with. associate with you. You with them? Yeah, I wasn't one of the students, so I didn't get like all of the I don't know the hype that came. Yeah, you didn't I was gonna get say. <laughs> if uh, you're especially bored, you can check out the link that we are will put on here. But there is an episode called The McMullen Effect that is ah, all about yeah, Kyla McMullen. <laughs> and it was funny. <laughs> I forgot about it was that. It's a fun little uh, little episode. I, I go back to it from time to time because it's like so much has changed since then. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That leads us to Florida, right? Yes. So the celebrities showed up on our campus. They rolled out the red carpet. They literally, like, I don't know, like, got the biggest lab on campus. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, that like? Um, so I stayed behind at Clemson another semester to get my master's degree. Um, because when we were leaving Clemson, there was no HCC PhD at Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though it was guaranteed, you know, it was going to become a PhD. Um, I didn't, I don't trust things that I don't, I can't control. Um, so I was like, I need to have something. Um, so I wanted to leave Clemson with a master's degree. So I stayed an additional, um, semester. Shout out to Amber again. Uh, shout out to Amber Solomon uh, and Dr. Christina Gardner. I don't know if she was Gardner McCune at the time, um, who also stayed um, for that extra semester. And I got my master's degree. Um, so when I got to Florida, I I was I have family in Florida, so I was excited to move at that point. But it was really kind of a I wasn't sure. Um, but when I got there, because I was done with classes. Um, so I had to take mm. more classes. I had to redo my qualifying exam. Mm. Um, and so it was, it wasn't, I wasn't super happy about the move. Um, but I did it because I knew that it was better to go with my advisor than, than to stay and find another advisor. Um, so when I got there again, it was a, a larger city. I wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, but it was, you know, beautiful campus, um, like, uh, what did Rita say? Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> gowns, beautiful um, gowns. <laughs> so I, I did learn to um, to like it there. Of course, my, my lab folks were there again. And so I kind of just fell back into the swing of being in the lab, just learning a new dynamic of Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I, I, know. I still wouldn't call it a big town. If you came back now, you'd probably be like, what is this? A Whole Foods? Is this? Is that? <laughs> like, there's, there's even more. Cheesecake oh, factory. Oh, I went, they were building that whole little section mm -hmm. near the, the the Old Navy. Mm -hmm. uh, they were updating that when I left. So, yeah, it'd probably be totally oh, yeah. different. If there's now. a sports complex now. Oh. It's not too far from the big, house. Big things. Big yeah. things. The Celebration Point was already. Well, mm. they were probably nope, still working there. on Celebration Point there. when you left. Yeah. So, Th that's they have broken thing. ground, I think, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, it was just another thing to get used to. Um, I did have banks, I did have a dog by that time. Um, and you so I think on the dog thing. Yeah, <laughs> I had a dog. Uh, so um, it was a good, I guess it, it kind of took me out of my comfort zone a little bit more because Clemson in the background as he, yeah, he's been as soon as we started saying his even though he couldn't hear Tiffany saying his name, 
he came downstairs Aww. as soon as uh, he was referenced. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> and he's freaking out right now. Um, like somebody he's doing what that Okapi is doing. <laughs> he's freaking out. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to get used to a new environment. It was definitely out of my comfort zone because um, it was a larger city. Like I said, it was. I had kind of gotten used to Clemson, and it was far away from home. I mm-hmm. I could get to Richmond in like five hours if I did mm-hmm. my good driving and people could get to me, but Gainesville was a lot further um, mm-hmm. for my mom to, to get down there. So it, it was just a whole nother vibe. Um, but I, again, I'm glad we did make the move. I will say this, uh, Dr. Gilbert likes to say it was a surprise and no one knew it was coming. And, but myself <laughs> and Najee Mack knew something mm. was coming. So, I was in the lab the day he announced it to y'all. And I was like, oh, I gotta see this. <laughs> so we knew. Naja and I were in his office at Clemson. And we had a feeling something was going on. I don't know where if I should say where we thought he was going. But we thought he was going somewhere else. And so we were trying to figure out what, how to get it, it out. Was. And so yeah. we were talking about recruiting and flyers. And so... Naj, I don't know who said which part, but Naja and I kind of formed a sentence where it was basically you're talking about recruiting for here or somewhere else. And I think Ooh. even without knowing, he said, I don't know. <laughs> and so we just we didn't respond in the room, but as soon as we walked out, we were like <gasps> Oh my gosh, something is coming. And not two weeks later, we had that, that meeting. Um, And going kind of stepping back a little, we, we didn't know what we were going to do at that time. So once, once the announcement was made, we kind of looked around at the faculty and was like, okay, he's going, but what are y'all doing? And I remember after that meeting, Dr. Daly, uh, a bunch of us went to Applebee's on campus and we were like, if you stay, we might stay. <laughs> so are you, if you, but if you're going and he's going, we might go too. And I don't, I don't remember what was said, but, and I feel like now looking back on it, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on her because we were like, where, whatever you do, we're going to do. And whatever your decision is, is going to impact what, what we're doing. Um, it was kind of a tumultuous thing because you're almost done and you're comfortable here. And then you got to go to a whole n- another place that doesn't have your major you don't know anything about the department. Um, the dean is bringing you, you in and all of these people. And then we had to apply. Mm-hmm. So I want, I don't know if a lot of people knew that. We didn't just yeah. get brought over. Not guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we had to apply and get into university. So that was a whole nother thing. Um, but like I said, when I got there, I was able to kind of get back into the flow of things. And it, and it turned out to be great. I'm glad I, I decided to go. Yeah, I just remember, I just remember like the weeks leading up to Juan telling y'all like random students would be like, Juan's being elusive about blah, blah, blah. What's happening? I'm like, it's not my place to tell you what your advisor is to tell you. And I'm like, this is the longest. I think we were like, maybe I knew for like maybe a month beforehand. Mm-hmm. And like, as people would start to kind of catch on or notice stuff, I'm like, this is the longest month of my life. Like, you need to talk to these students because <laughs> they know something is going on. They just didn't know what. They're like, oh, yeah. is he going to be the dean? Is he going to go over here? Is he going to go over there? Yeah. We we thought it was going to be somewhere else. And I don't know if I would have went there. 
I don't. Mm, yeah, I do remember the the somewhere else rumor. I, yeah, I don't know that I would have went. And then it, it, something great ended. Else, somebody else ended up getting a great position there. So it, it all worked mm-hmm. out the way it was supposed to. I think. Yeah. And it's so funny. We were recruiting um, someone to come in for mechanical and he's one of my Meyerhoff brothers and he will not let me live this down. He's like, y'all recruited me in the front door and left out the back door. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Oliver. We still love you. That was great. That was a great time. Difficult, but a great time. So what were you researching at Florida? Um, At Florida, my research... uh, was focused on literacy and reading. So um, I realized um, I was around a bunch of kids um, at a daycare center. Um, And, you know, at at the end of the day, the kids come together and they watch movies ready for to get ready for pickup. Um, And I heard kind of not paying attention, somebody reading. And I was like, oh, one of the babies is reading to the other babies. But I turned and I looked and it was not a baby that was reading to the other babies. It was an older kid. Um, And I was like, "Um, this kid really is struggling to read. And that and it it kind of impacted me in a way that I was not expecting it to. Um, And so I did started to do research into, you know, what helps kids read? Why? Why is it important for kids to, to be fluent readers? by the time they go into to third grade. And it's because when you get into third grade, you shift from learning how to read to reading to learn. So if you think back to third grade, you're reading textbooks and, um, you know, reading, taking turns, reading passages and doing your homework and writing book reports. But so if you're not a fluent reader by that point, it's going to set you back. Um, and so my that one um, instance of hearing an older kid, I'm not being able to read um, well, kind of helped me figure figure out that I wanted to f- to work on an intervention to help specifically African-American kids um, become more fluent readers using um, culturally re- relevant pedagogy and using kind of the way we interact with the world and the way that we do things to kind of teach them. So call and response. Um, in my dissertation, I use the example, um, you know, how we do um, God's good, and then, all the time. Now all God the time. God is good. And God how we, you know, we can make a beat out of anything and we learn things by tapping out rhythm. We just do it. Na- it's a natural part of how we um, interact with the world and by using culturally relevant stories. So, for example, if you teach, um, if you're using a story that has uh, customs and concepts that a student doesn't understand that's foreign to them they're going to be spend their time trying to figure out what these references are i mean and it's not that they can't comprehend it they just don't know what you're talking about so a lot of that time they might spend uh trying to understand what the story is about first they got to know what a a synagogue is if they don't know what that is i thought you were gonna say a copy (laughs) hey listen third grade is when that a copy changed my world so you know (laughs) That would have freaked me out if I had seen that in second grade. <laughs> this doesn't say zebra. <laughs> right. I, so, I have no idea what I got to know is. what this is. I got to look it up. Yeah. Look it up in, in the dictionary. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you have to start looking stuff up in third grade. If you can't figure out, if you're looking for a word and you can't figure out what the words in the definition are, you're going to be messed mm-hmm. up. Um, so that's yeah. what I was researching at, um, at Clemson. So figuring out how to 
build an intervention to help students, uh, African-American second grade students read better. Um, shout out to, again, Sharon and Caring Learning Center. That's where I did my dissertation oh, studies um, with those that. students. And it was a great, a great, great, great. Um, it was a great time. It was a struggle because kids are just going to do what they want to do. Um, they don't wow. want to participate and we can't make them participate. Um, a kid would say, I don't want to do this. Even if their parents signed the form, um, we had to get their assent. Um, mm-hmm. the t- and the teacher would send them back and be like, oh, no, we can't. He said he didn't want to do it, so we can't make him. But then he hears what his friends were doing, working on the computer, playing games. Now he wants to do it the next day. I'm right. sorry, Johnny, you can't come back. Right. Um, so <laughs> that's was, so stressful, like with your dissertation, like yeah. where your data relies on these little autonomous small people who are not yeah. rational. I can't even imagine. Yes, yeah, seven, mm-hmm. six, seven, and eight year olds. Mm-mm. And they were great. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So that, that was my research. Um, I also worked on, you know, prime three voting software. Um, again, we, we continue coded day. Um, and I did a lot of worked on a lot of other educational tools, uh, Tiff and Naja and I, um, once we got over our beef, um, <laughs> we got to get Naja wait, on okay, too. Hold on, wait, to get that. Is this the same beef? Is this the... Oh yeah, this is the same beat. This is the same beat. Yes, this is the same beat. We, the three of us. uh, I know you talked to France, and I think that she mentioned the Cali crew. Um, Uh So we were kind of the the ed tech crew. The three of us. We took you know classes together. Um, All three of our uh, dissertation research surrounded educational technology. So we worked a lot together, and we you know bounced ideas off. This is Banks um, still wanting to be involved. Um, (laughs) Bounced ideas off of each other. Um, and we really, we really became a, a tighter cohort um, once we got to to Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, if I remember correctly, there's still like a part of this beef that we haven't uncovered fully. That yes. Kyla is unfamiliar with. Yes. I'm I have no idea it. what they're talking about. Yes. Um, and we might. I don't know if we want to bring Tiffany back on to discuss this this thing but But i I just happen to remember that you know some of us found that we have a similar love for musical theater Mm -hmm. and in particular there were some discussions about the whiz yes continue so uh i became sort of a leader in the lab and I felt that it was my duty mm-hmm. to expose all of the younger students to things that they may not have been exposed to elsewhere. So when I learned that an innocent young lamb had never seen <laughs> the gym that is the whiz, how could I <laughs> call myself a leader and not show them the greatness that is Diana Ross and Michael Jackson easing on down the road? And so I turned it on in the lab and then it played. And then some people <laughs> thought that I should cut this educational experience um, short. What is short. wrong with these people? They they thought that it just was not worth it. They did not respect black cinema <sighs> and the arts. <laughs> you would think somebody who was into, into dance and right. using socially mm. cultural things to teach kids stuff. Right. <laughs> Uh, would be all about it. Would be all about it, but I guess, I don't know. 
they don't respect mm. black art like that. So I'm not. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I let it play the whole thing and uh, got gave this student the opportunity to uh, experience the whiz in the lab. Mm-hmm. And so that's that is that is Wizgate. So uh, <laughs> I have all the questions <laughs> in the world, but I feel like there's two sides to this. Uh huh. So should we, should we, I mean, I I really feel like there aren't two sides. Like what I walked into the lab, it was on, like I watched what was on when I got there, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but, and nobody was really, was really upset. Apparently Mm -hmm. I I don't know if they stormed out or what, but it was distracting in air quotes. Mm hmm. Okay. Our, our culture isn't good enough to be shown in the halls of the mm. the, the ivory tower, the University mm. of Florida, trying to conform. Mm. But you know, I'm black everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, all day. So that was so Wizgate. Somebody who didn't appreciate it. This was a person who has said on today or somewhere else. Somebody who has said erroneously that people were rude to them. I'm not going to oh. call any specific names. Mm. Banks is freaking out. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's because Banks is, is trying to like escape. Doesn't want to be a part of it. No. Banks was like, you you called me here. Y'all called me. <laughs> yeah, Tiff said his name and made him come down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was Wizgate. So, but uh, I did stuff like that all the time. I think I played something else. Uh, I can't remember what it was. But that was just the the, the feel of the lab. Like... I think by that time, a lot of the OGs were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of, it was a new, kind of a whole new crew. People who had never been to Clemson before. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. So that's when the there was a shift in the lab. Folks, oh, look who's back. Oh. <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> that's not what happened. I feel like I supported... <laughs> I supported us watching The Wiz because The Wiz is my top five favorite movie. So mm. maybe you confusing me with another student, like some other people at UF, all the black people look alike. I think that's what's happening here. Um, oh, I shouldn't have said that, huh? Y'all edit that out. Edit that out. Nope, it's there. It is. My bad. Um, but I think that's what's happening. I think it's a case of mistaken identity because... I was a show choir kid. Why would I not approve the Wiz being played? I wasn't going to bring that up, but I just, because I didn't want to, you know. I don't, I don't think that was me. Honestly, I think, I think you were confused with someone else of our same skin color. I support the Wiz at all times. So there's that. You just had to set that record straight. I did not. I want you to go see it. Oh, okay. I watch it every Thanksgiving morning. It's on Netflix right now. Still. I own it. Yeah. I own it. I own it. Of course, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know how you got back on on here, Tiff, but I I appreciate the input. On the, the Lord on the works in mysterious ways. Lord works in mysterious just ways. Stop. We appreciate you setting the record straight. <laughs> Once again, because obviously Jessica's in a lying mood today, so I just gotta <laughs> clarify some things. <laughs> And I ooh. just gotta clear things up. <laughs> ooh, <okay. laughs> oh, but I'm really gone. Yeah. This time, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye <too. laughs>
wow, wow, wow. Oh, my gosh. This episode (laughs) is off the chain. Off the rails. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. What were we saying previously? No, we were just saying that there was a shift in the lab um, because um, we had a whole new cohort who didn't know anything about Clemson. And so yeah. all of the leaders from there had kind of graduated already. And so it was it was Naja, France, and myself who were really kind of the new OGs of the lab. Um, and by this point, uh, France was spending, a, was in at Intel a lot. So it was kind of up to Naja and I to kind of set the tone for what the lab, uh, keeping the culture going and keeping um, the the spirit of what, what we had kind of uh, going in, in Florida. I mean, there were other people who were in Clemson that were there in Florida with us, um, but, uh, but they weren't it, spearheading the effort. With right. You. Right. So that, yeah. that's kind of where some of those antics came from. I feel like maybe one time we did melodies from heaven when uh, it, it <laughs> rained once I could see that. I mean, um, when you said that. the feeling we once had, I was like, "Is this a Wiz reference?" It is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's that's where that came from. I just because sometimes it can be kind of sterile, so you just gotta live it up a little, liven it up a little bit. Yeah, mm. I could see that. I don't think I'm thinking now. Who was the last person to graduate who had been to Clemson? Was it Tiff? Tiff. Yeah. And she was only there yeah. for like a semester, so she's the last, the last person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it's a whole new culture, whole mm-hmm. new folks. Yeah, it's different. They didn't have to migrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was and it was hard kind of transferring that culture to people who hadn't seen it before. So it was like yeah. why? Because we were like tight knit. Um, and it was like, why, why y'all are y'all had a whole reality show? You we had a reality like, you show. Can't, you can't like take the people who are on a reality show out of the context of a reality show. Like they're always, they don't recast that crew. It. I don't like no. this new season. Right. And know. then like at Clemson, <laughs> it was, we had to be very, that we were very, very, very close and we had to stick close together. And so, yeah. and then coming into a new environment is kind of. Um, you know, you're going to stick with what you know and kind of stick with what's comfortable. And so I think that kind of like, and then when you get people who don't know why we're like that coming in, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, cause not every grad program's like that. Like you don't see right. that kind of community and cohort and people are like, Whoa, they're coming in with their own community. What's yeah, going they were on? having parties together at each other's houses, going yes. to tailgates, going fish to fries, all of that. We would have fish fries and play cards and um and I think I think that could be jarring too for some people because like why they want to be all up in my space but like we legit liked each other and we always wanted to be in each other's space anyway like we had a baby shower for nausea oh yeah um right. and it's just because we had that relationship so um I hope that uh you know having kind of trying to continue that. I feel like it could have been a lot much for some people, but hey. It is it, what it is. It is what it is and it was what it was. Yeah, it was a special moment in time. Moment in time. Like it was definitely like this was an era here and you can't replicate it. Like yeah. you really can't. Yeah. I'm just glad that I got, you know, to see it and pretend to be a part of it for a little while. You were a part. You were one of us. It was so cute. 
Yeah. Once I was like, oh, they're not weird. They're normal people. Oh <laughs> okay. That's true. So, I forgot. I met you before you met all of them. That, so yeah, exactly. I got the, so like, yeah, you were, you that were makes not sense. Yeah. You were Kyla. Right. Yeah. And then they were. Exactly. Like, and, and I feel like that's probably something you appreciate too. Like, yes, that I'm not one not of them. Juan. Right. Juan's I didn't entity. get the brand. Yeah. Right. I don't have the. What do you call it? That hot brand that you put on cows? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. that stamp. You're yeah. in your own world. Okay. So you graduate. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, from my recollection, you were funded through a program that, you know, has a connection to, like, the federal government. Is that correct? Yes. That This is something I will talk about and something I would recommend. Um, it's called the SMART program. So what it does is it pays for it pays for undergraduate and graduate degrees. It'll pay tuition, um, room and board, fees, give you a book and insurance allowance, and a stipend um, for undergrad and graduate um, and it, each year you also get a paid internship to work with whatever sponsoring facility picks up your contract. So um, the facility that picked up my contract um, had a robotics program. And so that going back to Hampton, um, that's where that tie was. And so they picked uh, me to sponsor. Mm. They picked my contract to sponsor. And that's uh, what mm. paid for my education all the way up to the last two years of my program because wow. it's a five year max. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I was a grad student who luckily never had to worry about funding. So when I graduated, um, I already had a job, uh, waiting for me, um, which was, which was great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I was trying to convince one of my students to apply for it. Who's going to grad school. Cause it's a big commitment to make at a point in your life where you're like, Hey, you know, I don't know what's next, but I'm also going to commit to something after this next step that I don't know what's next. Yeah. So like, what it, is, did you, did we have any apprehension about that when you were going through the process? Um, so applying for it, yes and no. Um, again, I, I had, hadn't planned on going to graduate school, so I had never thought about how I was going to fund it. But I knew I always wanted to do work somewhere where I can do good. Um, I, I always wanted to work for NASA or for um, some organization that w- would allow me to help people. Now, people might ask, you know, working for defense is that helping? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had a friend, a childhood friend, I know since maybe second grade, who went to the Navy um, and stuff started happening. And I was like, now, wait a minute. I can't do anything to help him or to protect him or to help make sure he's safe where he is, um, just as I am. But I know that I can work on stuff that could help keep him safe mm-hmm. and that can help protect mm-hmm. him and make him his job easier. So when I work and when I go into work, I'm not thinking about anybody else, anything else. I'm thinking about my friend who is on a ship somewhere and what can I do to keep my friend safe? Um, mm. And so that that was kind of my drive. I had al- always wanted to um, work in the public sector. But when I was signing up for the SMART Fellowship, this was all kind of happening at the same time. Mm. And I was like, you know, it wouldn't, this would be a way that I could help my friend. I've always mm. wanted to work in this space. I didn't know ne- necessarily know how or where or why. But maybe this is this is the why, 
maybe I can work on things to, to help keep my friends safe. So there's some downsides that the starting pay um, is different in the public versus the private sector. Um, mm-hmm. But you do, you can grow. I'll say that you can grow quickly. Um, and in, I am happy knowing that stuff that I do um, will impact somebody in a way, in a, in a good way. Um, I can work on things that, that, like I said, keep people safe. So it was a hard decision because I didn't know exactly what I would be doing, but I knew that um, the concept of what I was signing up for was something that I wanted to do anyway. So it, I mean, it's tough, but I mean, and it's only a, if you do a PhD, a five-year commitment. So five years, you get your feet wet and then you do something else. So you're like beyond that. You could go and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm a free agent. Yes. Okay. So stay tuned. What kind of opportunities you're looking for in case you want to throw some stuff out there? Um, I, I, my goal is to be, I like doing the tech. I'm the ideas person. So going like when we were working on our dissertation, Tiff and Naja and I, and other people in the lab, we would have board days where we would go to the board and people would throw up problems and questions. And, um, I'm really good at ideas. I was like, I'm solving all y'all problems. (laughs) I can't, and I'm working on my own dissertation. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm a very good strategy and idea person. I'm good at executing too. Um, but I'm really interested in kind of the strategy of figuring out what we need to do or where we need to be and what we need to do to get there. I'm in trying to help us meet the needs of the people to help us get to where we want to be. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. So academia. <laughs> that's that's not that's but, not what I said. But minus the t- I ain't here to say that. But minus the teaching part, like I can see you at a lab where you don't. Yeah, doing the research scientist thing where you know you have lots of good academia. ideas. That's what I said. I didn't. Say- that's true. You did say academia. You didn't say professorship. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Tiff said adjunct, perhaps. No, so adjunct I- life is. Mm, I, so I, I have thought views. about teaching, like just on the side. Um, classes i applied no. to some community college just to you know <laughs> but they didn't they didn't get back to me so and they don't pay like yeah, it's, it's like four thousand so dollars a class yeah, absolutely not. right what you're gonna do with that absolutely that's not. your parking pass Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well no i wanted to do it on the side not full-time like if i could teach an online class or but, something but the, the amount of work that it takes mm-hmm. it will take over your full time like yeah. it, it's a lot like it, they do not pay adjunct faculty at the rate that they should yeah. and until they do like I don't think anybody should adjunct it's a no. yeah. I would do it for Hampton I would do it for Hampton I would do whatever they want, wanted me to Aww, that's if beautiful. they call me today say, aww. I would say proceed with caution it's one of those like put up front how many hours this is going to take you how many mm-hmm. how much is your time worth per hour will you have greater help will you have you know just what yeah, are the admin supports yeah yeah because you might not get a ta with adjunct like you might be grading everything teaching the lesson like you're making the slides grading the stuff yeah. do because it takes probably for me when i was first creating a class three-ish hours for every one hour of content it would take That's just to make it so yeah once you once you get your slides together you know it's not that three hours every single time but it's a lot to start it's a big uh initial push like there's a big initial push but 
it gets better over time. But all that to say, they need to pay you your worth, girl. If you get a contract for adjunct, let one of us see it so we can mm-hmm. make sure that everything's where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. And I think that's what I'm, I'm good at um, is, is the strategy piece. My, my goal is to one day be the NASA administrator. So I'm right now I'm looking for things to to kind of get me on on that path i love where i am now and what i do now um not just saying that because i said i'm uh looking for another path but the the people i work with um the projects i so i what i can say is that i my job is kind of like a postdoc um i can find i can look at problems and see the problems that i think i can figure out and address and i can work on those things um and so i'm not just like put in a box that's my dog. I'm sorry. Um, uh, so I really, really like that aspect of it. I can kind of satisfy my intellectual curiosity and my my desire to to do the most good that I can. Um, so that I think that's the best piece about um, you know where I am now and the kind of work that I do now. I, I get to do a bunch of different things. Yeah, I I tell people all the time, postdoc life was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I'll ever get like to have that dream job scenario again. Mm. But it was a great time. It was the best of times. Yeah. And now being like an assistant professor, I feel like what I learned as a postdoc was invaluable. And there are a lot of people who like discount the postdoctoral stage. They say like, don't do it. It's a waste of your time, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like those people are in spaces where, or working with people and on projects that aren't beneficial to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like speak for yourself. It depends on who you're working with and how you align yourself. So I'm happy to hear that you, you feel like you're in a good place and working with people who support you and, you know, want to amplify your work. Yeah. They, I I love, yeah, it's, it's a great place. I I, I can, I'd be willing to talk to your, to your students about there are people who go to places and they hate it, yes. um, but you can change um, where you are. But I think I was, I've been lucky twice because I'm not, I'm not now where I started, but both places I've been, um, I would highly recommend. Love that. Nice. Love that. Well, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you'd like our listeners to know? Um, one thing I, I've said to, and this is more serious uh, to students who are graduating, one thing I would, a piece of advice that I've given people is I didn't expect to feel what I felt after I graduated. So your whole, mm. my whole, you know, college stage? after I defend, defended my dissertation. Okay, okay. So we had coded day right after the day after I defended who let oh me do that. It was the very next day. Who who mm-hmm. allowed that Halfway. to happen? Um, but I remember it being a blur. And Coded Day is my favorite thing. So I, mm-hmm. I was really not able to engage mm-hmm. in Coded Day because I felt like like what I didn't know what was next. So like my whole career, I've been waiting for this moment. And then when it happened, I was like, Jeremy, I think it was you and Tiff, actually. I was walking down the hall and I remember like looking up at my down at myself, like, like I was an out of body body experience. Yeah. And I was like, I did, I wasn't expecting to, it was like a loss. 
almost mm-hmm. like what what is next I, and i don't have a next thing to to go for like i've been trying to get this degree my whole career you know you finish elementary and you go to middle school and then you go to high school and then you go to college grad school wasn't something i was thinking about but then you know the the next goal was to finish those things but now i'm done and then the other thing was like my family is so excited and you did this and it's great and then i'm like people get phds every day <laughs> no they don't but well, like do. when but you're no, in you're the mess. environment it's like people literally were getting phd yeah. in my yeah. circle yeah. every day yeah so it was kind of like normal in that space. So it didn't feel, it didn't feel, I don't know what the word was, but like it was, yeah. it took me a minute to get over that. It like was not the ending of something. It was the beginning of something different. So that's, so advice I give to people finishing their PhD is it's okay to feel like, you know, okay, now this is over. What do I do? But expect that may be something you need to expect. Like, to to yeah. be okay with knowing that this portion of your life is over. You're no longer a professional student. Yeah. And so it's okay and it's to an, it's very anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like you expect there to be fireworks and all this and literally you walk into a room and people shake your hand and we say congratulations doctor. We like, took that hey, picture that standing against the wall. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't and we were in that conference room and I was just like okay, I'm done. And it was just like so <laughs> And so I that's not like that at all. What yours was not? No. The whole world was at your defense. Mine mine was like I won a battle in the Coliseum. (laughs) Like I went up against a giant. Like say something. And I I slayed them. Like and it was like, you know, the underdog won vibes for me yeah so like i was in tears and other people were crying and like the dean came down the even cammy came yeah yeah me. i remember like, that like it i was have that nuts. picture of y'all too yeah. i'm i'm i have photos of me like just like oh my god <laughs> you know like it was like a, a proposal like a marriage proposal yeah a marriage proposal that you've been waiting on forever and ever and ever and like you knew it was coming but you were like in the back of your mind there's a possibility it might not yeah. Right. It was like that. I was just like, huh, now what? And, <laughs> and then, like I said, I'm thinking, I was literally thinking people get PhD every day. And people were like, so excited. And I was like. So you immediately went to, okay, this isn't a lot. The end. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, now now what? And I felt bad because I'm like, my family's so excited. And they saying I did this great thing. And I was like, I know 12 people who have a PhD right now. <laughs> this is, I didn't even really do anything. Right. That's I didn't, your normal. And that's yeah. okay. Right. Like I feel like not, not everybody is going to be like, my life has changed and everything is wonderful and great. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I felt like that later. Yeah. But like in the moment I was just like, I like I mean yeah. I and so like I and I think I was confused about how I felt mm-hmm. and so co- I don't remember anything from co- that coded day at all. 
It's real. Yeah. You, yeah, I mean, it, everything's a blur. Like, I literally defended and had a dance recital, not recital, <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a grown up recital um, the next day. So I immediately went to dress rehearsal. Oh. The performance was the next day. And then I got on a plane, like, had to, like, run out before the curtain call, got on a plane and went to the Kai conference. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you didn't I was have like, any... I'm literally on the plane, like, in my costume, still on the plane, like, <laughs> Like, huh, this has been a whirlwind. And literally, that was the same conference where Juan was like, hey, you just defended like a second ago. Let's talk about Clemson. Like, I didn't get a chance to like even come down. No, not at all. But like, I remember like my mom just came up and bear hugged me. (laughs) My mom's tiny. So I was just like, what is is happening? (laughs) But yeah, but it does feel really... "Mm -hmm." Yeah, my parents, they drove me to the airport. So that was a, they came and saw my little performance and drove me to the airport. It was great. Uh, But my mom, like, I don't know, besides like the handshake and the congratulations, you're like, okay, I signed a paper. What do I do now? The paperwork is what gets me. Like the post, like, go here, sign this document, make sure that you do this right. Like, it's very clear. Make sure it's formatted right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is so clerical. But I do remember having this feeling when I turned in the dissertation to the graduate school. Like, you know how you say uh, the Hampton has a weather machine? Michigan must have had the same one because I'm out here, sun in the sky. You yeah. know how I feel. <laughs> like, I'm floating down the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. Now, that day, when I got my finished uh, sticker from uh, Florida that day was was great. I felt, but that di- that day after I defended, like I feel like I needed a couple days to process I what just happened. Sleep, and I was not. <laughs> I did. I went straight from defense to going to pick up snacks Mm-mm. for the kids and making sure we had the permission forms and stuff right. And we had to be there like at six o'clock the next morning, and you it was just like, yeah, you needed to decompress you didn't everything have a nap. and process. Get yeah. Yeah. a nap. It was like a week until at least a week until I was like back to my normal self. But I didn't get over that. Everybody, everybody get a PhD. Everybody got a PhD. Like for a year, (laughs) for a year, I I felt that way. But that's your normal. That's the thing. Like that's normal for you in a PhD program. Yes, we're all here for PhD. Exactly. 2% of the population, like part of the 2%. Everybody I know got PhDs. Why y'all keep saying you wrote? I was like... I got 12 friends with a PhD right now. And so it was just <laughs> such a strange thing, but I'm all good now. I'm, I'm Dr. Glad. Jones for the win. Yeah. I love it. Great. Yeah. Okay. So how That's can it. people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at, at Dr. Jessica and Jones on Instagram and on Twitter. Sometimes I don't be on there a lot. Uh, I post about nerd stuff, women's basketball, and yeah, that's about it. Sounds good to me. I'm so glad you came. Oh, this was great. It was good to catch up, Jessica. It's yeah, been a thank minute. Thank you guys for having me. I, it's been since 2018, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. And I've had non-Instagram yeah. comment conversations with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we like got to fix that. True. Let me look at this. Let me look at this Instagram yeah. right yeah, now. You might be right. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. It's going to make now, me sad Kyla if it's right. Doing stuff, yeah. So that's the whole what? scenario. Me? I mean, we had a whole Panderoni, so I mean, yeah, that's true. Shaves two years off of stuff. 
But we may be seeing each other soon. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. See, we got stuff yeah. in 2022. Stay See, tuned. So it wasn't that long Evil ago. genius hand rub. We <laughs> have messages from July of this year. On Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah, I said non-Instagram. Non-Instagram. See, I don't be talking yeah. to people outside of social media. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how I talk to most people. So Yeah. I we talk doing to pretty good. on social media. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll have a text going, and then we'll have Instagram messages going back and forth. And y'all in the same topics. building. Y'all be in the same building, mm-hmm. Instagram. Well, no, she's in a different building, but still. Like, oh, oh, right. Because you're not, you, you still try not to be one of us? At least. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in a different department now. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm good for you though, but <laughs> <laughs> but her home is still in CISC. You got to come back and see the new building. Every, I heard nice. it's there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I'll text you a video that I took of the inside when they let us in. So it's not by the the French fries anymore. Mm-hmm. This is definitely mo- not. Well, gotta, it's still by the it. French fries, but we're moving into it like in weeks. So it's like across the street from where the bookstore was, like that parking lot that used to be across the street. Oh, (laughs) so, huh? So what? So what's going to be in the other building now? The Hamilton Institute okay, for Ron you know DeSantis. What? Going, no, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jones. Oh, yeah, I can't be. Today. Yeah, I can't be on no conversation. Yeah, no. Uh-uh, talking about none Appreciate of that. You. Mm. You're wonderful. <laughs> I love you. Okay, <laughs> bye, everyone. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time. Stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace. Mm-hmm.